0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Alleluia, Hallelujah! Alleluia alleluia, 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 alleluia. We praise you, o God, we acclaim you as Lord. The white-robed army of martyrs praise you. Alleluia Alleluia. alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. When the Magi had departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise. Take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt, and stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Joseph rose and took the child and his mother by night, and they departed for Egypt. He stayed there until the death of Herod, that what the Lord had said through the prophet might be fulfilled out of Egypt have I called my son. Now when Herod realized that he had been deceived by the Magi, he became furious and he ordered the massacre of all the boys in Bethlehem in its vicinity, two years old and under, in accordance with the time that he had ascertained from the Magi. Then was fulfilled what had been said through Jeremiah the prophet. A voice was heard in Ramah, sobbing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, and she would not be consoled since they were no more. The Gospel. Of the Lord we live uh, in a very peculiar time I'm sure everybody thinks that but we actually do and in a very specific way so it's easy for us today to take a feast like the holy innocence and um, and sort of transpose it in our own day and talk about abortion After all, lots of innocent children are still slaughtered, if not by wicked kings, at least by governments that permit it, right? But the trouble with this is, it presumes that the default setting of humanity towards its children is amicable. That, like, everybody just looks at babies and thinks, oh, cute, precious, priceless. We should do everything we can to protect them. And this is not the default setting for humanity. Most of humanity, for most of history, have thought that children were a great burden because they are, (laughs) and that they mostly cause problems and drain resources, because they do, and that very often, and any of you that have been parents of teenagers know this very well, um, the burden is most definitely not worth the benefit. (laughs) At least it doesn't seem so at the time, right? It was the church that held up the value of infants. It was the church that stopped the Romans foundering their children in the wilderness, especially children that were born deformed or handicapped or in any way uh, not perfect. There's a whole class of saints from the early church that are basically children that wouldn't have survived were it not for the church and were taken in typically by monasteries or convents, raised up and, and, and become saints. The Salve Regina, the Hail Holy Queen prayer that we have at the end of the rosary, was written by one of those guys. That's his whole story, is that he was a hunchback, and I think he had one eye, and I don't know, he looked like Quasimodo or something. Turned out to be a saint, and one who leaves us a legacy of prayer we keep even today. That's really important, I think, for getting at why the church keeping this feast is so significant. You see, we read this and it's horrifying they uh uh, matthew right references jeremiah stories that the people would have known to see isn't this terrible nobody would have found this surprising i mean like the timing and location were weirdly specific but that a king or a governor would decide too many babies here we can't feed them all let's murder half of them that just happened all the time And yet we say, no, not only is this a human tragedy, but these children, by their deaths, proclaim the identity of the man on the cross, the baby in the manger. The deaths of these children are not for nothing. In fact, the death of any child is never for nothing. It always has at least the potential to speak to the goodness of God. It might also simultaneously speak to the wickedness of men, but it always proclaims the goodness of God, which means that if feasts like this make us uncomfortable, that's good. It means there's something still unfinished in us. And if we can feel it not good, then it gives us an incentive to fix what's still wrong in us. That's why this festival, at once so gory and sort of awful in in thought and iconography or whatever, that's why this is the original April Fool's Day. So in medieval Europe, right, this was the day where you would play pranks on each other, and it was something like what we do today with the sort of um, principle for a day with the kiddos. You'd have a boy bishop. They'd pick one of the boys and they'd dress him up like a bishop and he'd be in charge of the cathedral for the day they wouldn't let him celebrate mass or other sacraments but he'd sort of lead vespers and walk around and seem important or whatever and 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 the best part of it just like when you're principal for the day right was he got to order the actual bishop around caesar couldn't do that nero would not have taken orders from a boy Caligula might have tried to marry the boy, but he certainly wouldn't have taken orders from him. Right? There's a great turn that's happening here. Herod the Great, who ordered the murder of the innocents, he would not have taken orders from a boy. In fact, he wouldn't take orders from his grown son, which is why he killed him. Like you do when you're into murdering children. Asking the question, how innocent are you, might not be so helpful. But are you humble enough to take orders from a child? Not all the time, not obviously in ridiculous or dangerous situations, but is your humility sufficient that in the right circumstances you would be willing to be ordered around by a boy or a girl? The answer is no, then there's some part of you still unfinished. There's some part of you still not really ready for what happens here. Now I'm not saying don't receive communion, that, that might be the mechanism by which you get the grace to do it. But but recognize the part still unfinished, the part in you that might still be little boy or little girl, not quite grown all the way up yet. And thank God that even in your involuntary actions, you can testify to the one whom you love most.